Welcome to the Legally Speaking Podcast, presented by STBB. A conversation dedicated to answering your legal questions and a platform where our team of specialist attorneys share their expert advice and legal know-how with South Africans. It's time for another in our Legally Speaking series on FMR with Belinda Lewis, Director at STBB, the big, small firm. Belinda simplifies in uncluttered layman's terms important legal principles associated with property law. Very good morning and welcome, Belinda. Hello, Mark. Good to be here. Thank you. Today we're talking about servitude. What exactly is a servitude? A servitude mark is a right which is registered over immovable property and the holder of that right is able to exercise a real right over a property or prohibit that owner from exercising a usual ownership right. There are two types of servitudes that we come across and deal with daily which are personal and prideal servitudes. So I'm unfamiliar with that term. What's the difference between personal and prideal servitudes? A personal servitude is registered over the property in favor of a person, as the name suggests. The most common example is a usufruct, which I'm sure will be familiar to many of your listeners out there. A usufruct entitles the holder to live there at the property and enjoy the fruits of the property. So that means any rental income and even crops in the case of agricultural property. It's a far-reaching right and one which holds value, no doubt. They're most often created, Mark, in the last will and testament of a person who may bequeath a property to either their children or to a trust for the benefit of their children as beneficiaries of that trust, with a usufruct to be registered in favor of the surviving spouse for his or her lifetime, or sometimes it may stipulate that in the event of their remarriage, the usufruct would terminate. There's a special formula mark to determine the value of a usufruct, and this amount arrived at is then subtracted from the fair market value of the property, leaving the property owner with the bare dominion value. If the usufruct is granted for the holder's lifetime, then the younger the holder of the usufruct, the longer the life expectancy for them, and so the more valuable the usufruct. Mm. And then the prideal servitudes then, what are those? They are registered over immovable property in favor of other immovable property rather than being in favor of a particular person. So the servitude right attaches to the property itself and is binding on all future owners until either the right lapses if it was for a specific period of time only or if cancelled. Can you give us some examples of these prideal servitudes? Sure. Let's consider a right-of-way or access servitude over another property. This might come about when there's a subdivision with landlocked urban that need access to a public road, and the only way is by way of a servitude over another property. Then we have a height-restriction servitude, a no-build servitude restricting building and development on usually a certain part of a property in favor of the neighbor, 
or a borehole servitude, whereby a property has the right to draw water from a borehole on another property. So land surveyors are involved here, and they depict these prideal servitudes on the diagrams or sectional plans of the property because they can apply to both conventional and sectional property, these servitudes. And those plans and diagrams need to be approved by the surveyor general and then registered at the deeds office. So back to usufruct, Belinda. If I hold a usufruct on a property, what if the owner wants to sell but I don't agree to it and want to continue living there? A usufruct is a very strong right, Mark. And the whole property that is free of the usufruct cannot be sold without the usufructory co-signing on the agreement of sale, effectively agreeing to waive their rights, to cancel their rights in and to that usufruct. Without the usufructory signing, all that is being sold is the bare dominion in the property. So what are some of the advantages and then disadvantages of servitudes? Prideal servitudes are obviously quite imposing by their very nature. You know, someone driving over your property or restricting what you can build on your own property or taking water out of your borehole, etc. So you need to be mindful when buying property and understand the terms of the servitude. For instance, how long is it for? Is it forever or a set period of time? Or upon the happening of an event, would it lapse? Who's going to maintain the servitude area? Can you park cars in the servitude road? What about if there's an electronic gate? Who's going to cover the costs of the repairs to that? Or the electricity to run the gate or any lighting in the servitude area? And so too with a borehole servitude. How is the cost and the running and maintaining and all of that going to be handled and determined? And how is it monitored, etc.? And surely, Belinda, a personal servitude would affect the value of the property more. Yes, indeed, Mark. Certainly when it comes to personal servitudes, because both the use and fruits are for the usufructory to enjoy in the case of a usufruct and leave the registered owner with the bare bones, so to speak. Usufructs create very watered down and diminished ownership rights. With prideal servitudes, the ones like I've mentioned, they are more of a means to an end and the owner can continue to enjoy most of the usual rights of ownership being the use and occupation of the property and take the fruits of the property, like rental, which I've mentioned, or crops. Purchasers out there would not generally look to buy a property subject to a personal servitude for obvious reasons, whereas a prideal servitude need not be, and we don't see it as a major deterrent to buyers out there. So can a property which has a usufruct over it be bonded? Good question. If the registered owner wants to register a bond and the holder of the usufruct agrees... The bank, granting the bond, require the usufruct holder to waive their rights as usufructory in favor of the bank. So should that bond be defaulted on and the property have to be sold in execution of that debt mark, in that case, the usufructory will lose their rights into that property. They could lose their home. And so they would need to at least know and trust the person registering the bond over the property. That's Legally Speaking on FMR with Belinda Lewis, director at STBB, the big small firm. And as we've come to realize, property law is complex and you want somebody on your side who can really bat for you. So, Belinda, can you give us your contact details, please? Mark, I'm at the Claremont branch of our firm. We have 11 branches across the country and they can reach any one of us professionals via our website on www.stbb.co.za.
stbb.co.za. That website again, stbb.co.za. Belinda Lewis, Director at STBB, thanks for your time this morning. Thank you, Mark. Legally speaking, this podcast has come to an end. Thanks for joining the conversation. And if you like what you're hearing, visit us at stbb.co.za for more info.